0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: This episode today is brought to you by Grinding Coffee Co. Grinding Coffee, a black LGBTQ owned coffee business that donates a portion of every sale to charity. Coffee is imported from around the world and they pride themselves on great customer service for a
2: small team. Use promo code PitLaneParlay for 13% off your order.
0: Welcome to another episode of Pit and Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jochum. Frenchie and Matthew join me as we finish off the F1 season. Needless to say, the last month has been a little hectic and Sunday proved to be more of the same. It's pretty much still hectic, but let's start it off with a little humble brag. I won the F1 Fantasy League for the Motormouth podcast, the man who can't make a damn prediction to save his life won by 1400 points like it wasn't even close I think if I didn't score points for the last two races I still would have won which is sad anyway
1: it's too um, bad that I forgot to like keep putting in my picks about halfway through the season for that otherwise yeah I think I probably would have beat you oh I, oh. I think that's
2: probably a fair say I and mean, if, if you can win a fantasy league how hard really is it for someone to win
0: All right. Well, now that we've gotten the jabs out of the way with, we, I don't know, French, you already want to start with talking about the race. Oh, man, there's a lot to talk about, but I
1: I think we should talk about the race, I guess, in chronological order. We should take a little bit
0: to get to uh, everyone's favorite moment of the race. Yeah. So lap one, turn one, Hamilton goes wide. Verstappen kind of holds the inside line there. Hamilton goes in the runoff isn't forced to give his position back because race control says he sufficiently gave up his advantage i'm just i'm not going to put any bias into that thoughts concerns
2: i i figured we i figured the the situation was from there it's like once we had that once we had that happen i'm like all right well there we go we're off and rolling yeah, I mean obviously we're going to touch on it here in a second, but it kind of was just another feather in the cap of race control and aptitude. And the reason I say that is because anybody with two pairs of eyes can just anybody with eyes at all just could could just tell that there was no way Hamilton didn't gain some sort of competitive advantage by going off the track and coming back on. I mean, they went in roughly nose to tail into that turn, or maybe Max sent it a little bit, but it wasn't like an egregious send in my in my opinion. Yeah. And Lewis came out back onto the track like you know seven eight car lengths ahead of him and i'm like there, there's no way you can tell me that he didn't gain an advantage there so i don't know i mean max has definitely had more aggressive moments and some calls to go his way this season but like that was one i think lewis and mercedes got away with i
1: definitely agree i think when you watch lewis's on board i feel like if he had just kind of slowed down some and backed out of it fully he could have just stayed on track and followed max and, I mean, we saw he had the faster car, so he would have passed him again probably in the next DRS zone a couple laps later.
0: Yeah, I just don't understand how you how you say he gave up an advantage there. And I wasn't really all that worked up about it because it was a lap one of how, how many laps was there? I don't even remember how many laps 58. the race was. Yeah, 58. 58. Yeah, lap one of 58. There was plenty of time for things to happen. And then pretty much... Nothing happened until Five lab. Nothing of note that I can remember happened until, yeah. Did Perez. I miss something in the middle? Uh, Oh, yeah, Perez. Perez put on a master class in holding up Hamilton as long as possible. We've seen some takes on social media from former F1 and, I guess, <laughs> maybe technically former IndyCar driver and current IMSA driver, Sebastian Bourdais, who said it was poor sportsmanship and didn't like it. Other drivers like Stefan Wilson and a few others, I forget who, I think Ricky Taylor said something, who were like, it's a masterful defense there. It's all part of the game, blah, blah, blah. What do you guys think about that one?
1: I'm going to go with, I think it was, maybe not exactly sportsman-like driving and fair driving, but you're in the F1 finale and you've had a contentious season so what do we really expect other than something like that you know I mean with Perez having that opportunity to I-, I didn't see him do anything overly aggressive is what I'll say I don't think he put Lewis in danger I know Lewis was on the radio saying that that was dangerous driving man or something like that whatever his quote is um, yeah I-, I don't think he did anything dangerous I mean I think he was definitely slowing him on purpose and that's just kind of the games that we've seen teams play over the years in F1. It's kind of par for the course. Is it something we want to encourage? Maybe not, but I thought it was fantastic to watch. Oh,
2: it was brilliant by Red Bull. I'd love to see what Mercedes would do entering two cars at Nashville in an IndyCar race and just how worked up they would get for that whole race if circumstances were like they were an IndyCar. Um, I thought Perez did a brilliant job. It had an effect on the race with, you know, pit windows and such, it didn't have the impact of Verstappen passing Lewis because of it, but it still definitely helped. And I think it shows a glaring difference between Red Bull and Mercedes as far as the second driver actually having an impact versus the other second driver. As I predicted in the preview episode, qualifying nowhere, battling people that weren't in the championship and not doing anything the entire race because he's a clown. And I'm really glad he's not in that seat anymore. (laughs) And as far as Bordet, I respect his opinion, and I know he's, you know, driven in Formula One and IndyCar. And it's not really like, yeah, I disagree with him, but it's not like a malicious dis- disagreement or anything. But then he was using the argument, you know, I've driven a race car before. What do you know to random people on Twitter? I don't think that's like the end all be all argument. Like, just because I'm a driver, I know better than you. It's like, ah. if all the drivers knew better than us, then why are 50% on one side and 50% on another?
0: Yeah, I mean, Listen, if it was Mercedes in that spot, Botas, it, he would in an ideal In an ideal world. world, would have been told to defend. I'm not saying he would have defended. I'm saying he would have been told to. So I think it goes both ways. It's one of those things that happens in probably all motorsports. I'm sure IndyCar teams have employed similar tactics many times to help teammates out. I mean, Scott Dixon. 2015 finale. Yeah, Scott Dixon pretty much said it this year. Uh, towards the end, he's like, "Listen, I'm going to help Pelo win the championship when I'm out of the fight." So, I don't think it's really that big of a deal. I don't, Joe Tanto. I don't, yeah, Joe Tanto.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> how do you how do you follow up with that one? All right, so now we're going to go to the end of the race, and let's let's just get one keyboard warrior story out of the way with Nicholas Latifi did not crash on purpose can we all agree with that yep definitely okay all right settled so Nicholas Latifi crashes there's five laps to go Hamilton's in the lead I don't know about you guys but I was like all right that's probably how it's gonna end and you know so be it not the most exciting Abu Dhabi ever I think last year was a little bit better but that's the way it is I don't see how they're going to get all that carbon cleaned up on time. Then all of a sudden, there's I think three to go. I'm actually going to pull up a timeline here. I think it was the listener of the show, Cassie Johnston, who did like a an entire timeline down to the second, starting on lap 53 here. So Latifi's car is on the crane at lap 53. And 27 seconds into the lap.
1: Okay, so that's five laps to go.
0: Yep, five laps to go. It is off the circuit about two minutes later, heading into lap 54. Lap 54, about a second, a uh, handful of seconds later, Max is told that lap cars will not overtake the safety car. Bono tells Lewis, lap cars will not overtake the safety car. Then three minutes later, Latifi's car is completely behind that barrier and the track is clean. Now we are somewhere around lap 55-ish, 56. And then all of a sudden, there's a little bit of back and forth. And Bono goes, "Uh uh-oh, lap cars now being let through and... 7 seconds later the message is relayed to Max. Obviously Max now is on soft tires. So we are, you know, this is all within the span now of about 2 minutes. And Lewis goes over the radio says this race is being manipulated. And before I get your guys opinion, the rule from the rule book states that when lapped cars overtake the safety car whenever all of the lap cars have to overtake the safety car, not just a handful, and the safety car cannot exit the track until the following lap. So with that information, what what do you make of the kerfluffle at the end?
1: I don't understand why it just wasn't red-flagged. I mean, that's my biggest question of let's just avoid all of this by red-flagging it. I mean, then everybody gets to change their tires, we reorder the field, and then you have a legitimate battle between the two title contenders, right? I mean, who are in first and second. And they're both on fresh tires. And you get, like, the amazing spectacle of those two guys going at it for five laps to end the race. I, I mean, that's that's what I would have done. Um, but I'm not Michael Massey. I'm not getting literally all the people yelling at him in his ear constantly and the pressures of as everyone seems to be arguing on Twitter of Netflix basically like bribing (laughs) him to make the race go this way so I don't know I would have red flagged it I would have loved to see that I've seen drivers on Twitter say the same thing um but it's not what happened and I think that they really embarrassed themselves in what ended up happening it was an amazing spectacle once again I mean it was crazy to watch and we're probably not going to see something like that for a long time it's really memorable, really controversial. Everyone's talking about it and has opinion, but it's embarrassing for the FIA. There's They have egg on their face, big time.
2: Yeah, I'm thrilled for Max to be the champion. I'm glad we have a new champion. It's been a long time since we've had a, f- a first-time champion in Formula 1. and He had an incredible season, and Red Bull really brought it to Mercedes this year. Having said that, you can't look at the situation and not think that it's completely fucked. And how Michael Massey it really sucks. just... Dog walk the rule book on his way to botching it for the 80th time this season. And I think it's going to look even worse for the sport if some international court of appeals overturns it into Lewis's favor. Like that's ultimately not a good look either. It's kind of like, and then of course, FIA and the Formula One have denied both mercedes's appeals because they don't want to make themselves look even worse by going yeah. back on themselves yeah so i agree i think a it should have been red flagged right away i had tweeted that as latifi had crashed i'm like it should just be the red flagged, call it the day and restart the race with three laps to go or whatever and then so once they had decided they weren't going to move the lap cars i'm like well that sucks but maybe max might still have a chance and at that point i was kind of just content with the fact that the lap cars are going to be there you can't then just send the lap cars around and then go green immediately like I just think the way they handled it was so poor. I'm also glad they're getting rid of this whole FIA radio thing next season, as Ross Braun confirmed this week. Uh, I think that leads to nothing but toxicity on the internet and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm fine with maybe it being di- disclosed after the race or then getting a chance to talk to Michael Massey after the race. But doing it live for the ratings and whatever, I think, led to some. Very awkward, intense moments between some of the team principals and Michael Massey. Um, so it's not an easy job. I'm curious to see what's going to happen to Massey, if he's going to get to keep his job. But I'm sure his credibility is in, in the shitter right now.
0: Yeah, his credibility has to be as as low as it, it can possibly get while still having a job. But, man, I don't know. I, I, I thought when it happened, like, all right, Lewis is champion most likely. Max is on soft tires. Maybe they get a lap or two at the end. Max is clearly fast. Let's see what happens. Or maybe you red flag it like you guys both said and a bunch of drivers and people said online. I'm cool with that, too. The only way I didn't want it to play out is, well, exactly the way it played out because it looks horrible. And yeah, I got a lot of eyes on F1. I had people texting me Sunday that didn't watch the race and they were like, what the hell happened? It. I had one friend who is a big soccer fan. He said, this feels like FIFA being FIFA?" I don't really know soccer that well, but I'm assuming that's a accurate statement. But man, and yes, like like Matt said, I have no issue with Max winning the championship. He had a you know he had a good car all season, but the way he won definitely, it's just. I feel like for as awesome as this F1 season was, the way it ended really just like is like a little bit of a gut punch. I have a question for you guys basically
1: on that, and this is something I've been thinking about. Max is not going to think so, and I think Max's fans aren't going to think so. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm pretty neutral. I'm like you guys. I'm just excited to see a new champion crowned, and I think this se- season was really exciting. But is there any asterisk basically placed after Max's name and winning this championship? I know that people are going to we're going to get hate what either way we decide to go I, by answering that question. But I, I think it's a legitimate question.
2: No, I don't think there's an asterisk at all. And the reason I say that is because, you know, I think it was Brundle that pointed out, like, you know, looking back at the Silverstone accident, had that not happened, this championship would have been wrapped by now anyway. There, it wouldn't have been wrapped, but, you know, a second place would have been just fine for Max at um, at Abu Dhabi. And so, you know, there's always, like, the ifs and whatever's of this result, that result, and next result. But, like, his season, I mean, he has a single-season record for podiums. Mm-hmm. He was fifth in laps led in the single season. Um, you know, super young champion, aggressive everywhere. Hungry, you could look at hungry as well as a, a dark spot on his season, but... You know, I don't think he get just because of this finale. I don't think it deserves an asterisk, just because there's 21 other races that he performed superbly in, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't. It is what it is. Now, if Hamilton comes back and somehow wins in the court of appeals in six months, like okay, maybe that that I would put an asterisk on. But Verstappen winning, no, I. It's. I mean, it's. It is what it is. It reminds me, oddly enough, of the '86 F1 season
1: where. Mansell's tire blows and then they bring PK in because they're worried about the same thing happening and Alan Prost ends up winning the championship and it's not like Alan Prost didn't deserve the championship the dude was there all season but it's one of those odd things where the race didn't play out the way you thought right Mansell was dominating and you thought he was going to win and then in this kind of cruel unpredictable situation in that case not manipulated by the FIA uh, you know, someone else goes on to win. So I think it's one of those things. We don't look at at Pross any differently for that season. So I don't think we're going to end up looking at Verstappen any differently for this season.
2: What do you guys think of Total Wolf's or sorry Christian Horner's comments where he said that if Lewis and Max were in a Mercedes, Max would rinse him.
0: Why? Well, why is that necessary?
1: I have a lot more hot takes. We're going to get to too. I love I I love just the level of hot takes that we've gotten from some prominent F one people after this finale. I'd love to see. Max and Lewis in the same equipment do I think that he would absolutely destroy him no I think it'd be way more even than we give credit I think Max it, it reminds me of like a Schumacher and a Hakkinen type thing maybe one guy's kind of faster over one lap Allah I think Hakkinen and Verstappen maybe the one lap pace but the racecraft with Hamilton and like a, a Schumacher I put them almost as equals of just nobody's really going to be able to top that
2: I mean, you look at what Hamilton did the last five years, he already beat one of the goats of the sport in Botas. So what else does he have to prove? Hi Shannon. Oh, God, he's such a clown. I'm so I'm I also glad that he got trashed after the race while Mercedes is literally burning to the ground within with their appeals and whatever and he's out there getting shwasted. To the backstreet boys, you yeah. know. It was amazing. Yeah.
0: It was pretty funny. <laughs>
2: So where does where does Formula 1 and FIA go from here for like the next 60 days? How's How, how do we think the next 60 days is going to look?
0: I guess the biggest thing now, it's Tuesday night there. There is not an official appeal yet. They have until Thursday, I believe. So right before this episode comes out, naturally, there'll be a decision on the appeal. But, I mean, if you appeal it, you have a very ugly... 60 to 90 days ahead of you and legal fees and or legal fees, legal proceedings and things along those lines. I feel like there's going to be a lot of shit talking back and forth and Mercedes blaming this and Christian Horner saying not only could Max beat Lewis Hamilton in the same car, Max could beat LeBron James, uh, Ken Griffey Jr., uh, Sidney Crosby. And I don't know, Peyton Manning. Uh, at their respective sports and positions so it's going to be very tiring
2: took a lot of courage for you to say Sidney Crosby right there didn't it
0: I listen as a Flyers fan after like his like second year in the NHL I really don't hate him I hate the Penguins but I think he's an amazing talent
2: wow
0: but I've always said that so that's not like a, a hot take I mean the rest of this city of Philadelphia might not might not like me for it but that's okay yeah, I don't really care anyway.
2: Yeah, I was like, you're leaving there anyways. Yeah. Frenchie, what do you think the next two days going to look like?
1: I really don't think that Mercedes is going to end up going through with an appeal.
2: Oh, uh, I just really? Think
1: the, yeah, I just think the political wow. pressure uh, is going to end up with them kind of deciding to not go ahead with it. Because just what it means for the sport and kind of leaving a question over what we are almost celebrating as something that's already been decided doesn't look good for anybody um and i like i asked you guys earlier about the asterisk i think if this ends up going to an appeal and getting flipped to lewis then it really does have an asterisk right because it's like we saw the race was already won everybody watched the result and then we're gonna re-manipulate something that was already manipulated by the fia after the fact and change the results i i just think we're getting too silly then
2: yeah. I mean they're they've been giving their legal team a warm up this week by threatening to sue people that posted the video of total wolf partying and crowd surfing. Um, it's wild. They're giving their giving their legal team a warm up, so I feel like they gotta be getting ready for something, right? I don't get why though.
1: Like It was such why?
2: a such a bad hill to die on.
1: Why does he need to be sued for or
0: they need to be sued people for
1: It was showing a private company
2: event? Find the person who took the video then.
0: Yeah, I think they're trying to find the original original video person, and then I guess it they was got Toto. Enough... He posted the video himself. Come on, I already just solved it. Yeah, he took the he took the selfie, uh, you know, from eight feet away because he's got like robot arms or something.
2: Total wolf. It was fired on his phone. Mercedes. Somebody else
1: took
0: it for him. Yeah, <laughs> total wolf fired. Uh, Mazapin did it. I don't know. We could just blame someone that nobody likes. Yeah, Mazapin's dad snuck into it in an event since Nikita had has COVID. Hopefully he is feeling better. I'll just, yeah. that's the only nice thing I'll ever probably say about him. Yeah, hopefully he recovers from that. Should we do season prediction recap real quick? What did you do? you have make, those?
2: Do we make predictions for the race? Because you and I said Max, and then the other three said Lewis. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Frenchie. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. All right. Well, did we make any other predictions? We didn't do like the standard. I think no. lighting was too foregone to do that. All <laughs> right, so let's start. So Frenchie, I think you're going to kind of be like the neutral guy here and kind of help us break any ties for who we think is better. Because
3: this is- Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChampaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family.
0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void we prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions
3: apply. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really, no. Know. know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. the outcome and what it means for the championship so for your regular hit of formula one analysis subscribe to the f1 strategy report wherever you get your favorite podcasts the strategy report is a beer mogul podcast on the evergreen podcasts network my name's michael laminato and i'll catch you after the checkered flag
2: it's obviously competitive so we had haas do you have the constructor standings up Frenchie?
1: no but i can get that really quick All i mean right. i know they were last
2: yes i do know that haas was last with zero points so we had Haas as our 10th best team. Uh, I said they would score two points and that Nikita Mazepin will be better. Mike didn't really offer hot takes, if I remember correctly, on too many of these. Um, I uh, put myself on a limb on some of them, but Host was staring at pictures of Sidney Crosby or something. So. so Nikita Mazepin was obviously not better, and Haas didn't nope. score any points. So I was wrong on both fronts. But we did get them placement right. Next we had Williams, though. Now, they did have a better year than last year. Um, however, a what well, how many points did they end up with? They scored
1: 23 points, yeah, and Alpha Romeo scored
0: 13.
2: And so how many did George get for his podium nine because it was half?
0: What place did he finish? Second, second, I think. So he got, so he got nine then.
2: Yeah, so nine of those were a, not even an actual race. <laughs> so that's kind of unfortunate because i said they were going to score one point with russell and the host said they would score 10 so host was much more on the ball than me there even without their nine points and then we had Alpha romeo next i said five or host said five i said 16 what they end up with 13 ha.
0: and
1: kimmy nice
2: scored 10 of those not surprised. Not surprised. But then the next one and our worst prediction was Ferrari. So we had them yep. at seventh. They had such a horrible Bahrain test, and they were so pissy and moany before the season of how bad they were going to be and how they're not developing the car at all. Um, we didn't. I didn't notate any predictions for Ferrari, but I did have them at P seven. So they have to be probably our surprise of the season. Are we going to do? Are you guys going to do an award show eventually?
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll do that next week.
2: All right. Uh, so they'd probably have to be the surprise of the season, if you ask me. Uh, Alpine, we had it sixth. Would they finish?
1: Fifth. Oh,
2: damn it. Um, Aston Martin, fifth. They, they finished, finished seventh. Oh, damn it.
0: They were um, definitely
1: the disappointment team-wise. Big time. Vettel's podium was like the high point of the season for them. Yeah.
2: Like the only point in the season for him.
1: <laughs> because uh, Stroll scored points one, two, three times. He's gifted. How many points did he have? Let's see. He had 34 points and Vettel had 43. So there's not, I mean, that's a gap, but that's not huge. They're right next to each other in the championship at 12th and 13th.
2: I wonder if they just gave up developing their car at a certain point. Um, do we know who their team principal is next year?
1: Right now, it's still It's still, still Omar. supposed to be Oatmar, yeah.
2: Oh, that's right, that... That was fake news. Yeah, thing. but I
1: didn't hear any threatened lawsuits about that one.
2: <laughs> I'm sure Lawrence just brought him out back and punched him in the face. <laughs>
1: he used his gold finger laser. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, we had AlphaTauri at fourth, where they end up sixth. Yep. So they definitely still did pretty good, all things considered. Uh, we just had them rated a little higher. McLaren third, they were, what, fourth?
1: Mm-hmm, Exactly.
2: And then Red Bull second, Mercedes first. So um, all in all, we weren't too far off. I think the only one that was really egregious was Ferrari. We were we were really off on that one, but otherwise, everybody's within one or two of where they actually ended up. So host, Yay not us. too bad. Yay, us! Oh, I couldn't tell what you said drivers champion. I said Lewis. Mike said Max.
0: That that might be that was like my hot one hot take prediction. At least I think back then you said it was a hot take, so yay me.
2: Yeah, I just didn't think it was going to happen, but look at you. Uh, Constructors Champion, we both said Merc. Rookie of the Year, we both said Yuki. Both of those are layups. Uh, team with Biggest Rides in the Standings, I said Alpha Romeo. Wrong. You said <laughs> Alpha Towery. Also wrong. Uh, well, they finished 7th in 2020, so they finished 6th this year. So who would that have been Ferrari, I guess, was P six in twenty twenty, so they're probably the biggest risers. Yeah. Um, team to fall most in the standings. I had Ferrari. Nice. You okay, had Alpine, Alpine slash Renault. Um, P five to what? P yep, five. Yeah. Same. F. First Where driver was racing
1: f- point last year. I mean, did they plummet to seventh, or were they around seventh last year? I don't remember.
2: Aston Martin. They were P four.
1: Okay, so that's three places
2: down. That's a pretty big fall. So that's a tie with Ferrari. Or, no, sorry, other way around. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they were the biggest losers this year. Um, probably not Lance's fault. Um, first driver fired. I had Ocon. Good job winning a race. That's going to help. <laughs> and then Mike had Giovinazzi.
1: Oh, wow. And he's in Formula E now. So that might may or may not be right
2: yeah can we call if it f- can we call it firing though if he's just let go yeah,
1: yeah that's why i said bear may not be right it doesn't really <laughs> count as firing he's just no longer gonna be in the series
2: who was the first new driver announced for next year was it was it botas i think it might have been or yeah it was botas and russell
0: because geo wasn't until a couple weeks ago
2: yeah
1: what about albon wasn't he one of the first ones to drop for the uh... second williams seat
0: Yeah. But they had to say that Russell was
1: moving to Mercedes. Yeah. It was like Botas,
2: then Russell, then Albon. All right. Well, first team principal fired. I was almost right. Oatmar. I don't think (laughs) nobody nobody got fired this year, though, right? I don't think a single team principal. I mean, I don't know what Alpine do with their circle of accountability. Yeah. Their circle of accountability over there. What is Cyril doing now? Getting a tattoo. I don't know. Knitting. Knitting. Whittling. And then Mike had Mattia Bonotto. Who's probably going to be safe for many more years now after a pretty good performance this year? Uh, Will the schedule make it through without any cancellations? We both said no. We were both correct. Uh, What was canceled this year? Singapore, Montreal, China. Um,
0: What was canceled and then uncanceled? Was that Turkey?
2: Under threat, and maybe it was canceled. Uncanceled. I know it was under threat. Then wasn't Australia
0: got canceled too? Right this year?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Probably missing one or two more, but whatever. Driver outside of Mercedes, Red Bull, and McLaren most likely to win. I said Yuki. Yikes. Mike said Vettel. Yikes. We had Ocon. Was there any others?
1: Uh, Yes. Uh, Ricardo won.
2: Outside of Mercedes, Red Bull, and McLaren.
1: Oh, sorry. Okay.
2: So, yeah. So, Ocon was the only correct answer, and there's no way in a million years that we were going (laughs) to pick that bastard. So, who will be the first to score a point, Haas or Williams? I said Haas. Mike said Williams. Well done. And then finally, how many more months before the next William Story video press conference on Twitter? Uh, this is back in February, March.
0: February March.
2: Yeah. I said two months. Mike said one month. We have yet to get another one. But we are still being teased about a new team for 2023, thankfully.
0: Yeah. And in three months, he'll start saying, oh, it's going to be 2024. <sighs> yeah.
2: And maybe people well, I feel like he's kind of just a colloquial meme page at this point that people just see a news piece from him and then just like, ha, look at this idiot. All right, next, what's what's next on our day? Um so there's that.
1: He's just doing it to troll you guys at this point. He knows that you have this bet about him and it's just like gonna delay it, so you're both wrong.
2: Yeah. Funny thing is if you go to Urban Dictionary and type in the words rent free, it's a picture of Mike Joachim looking at a picture of William Story.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. I actually unfollowed him on Twitter last week.
2: What? Is that because he wouldn't reply to you asking if he would reply to your tweet so you could drive in our racing league naked?
0: Uh, Correct. (laughs) Actually, no.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He was trying to help you out there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's all we had for predictions. Uh, Frenchie, if you want to take it away from there.
1: Uh, Yeah. I guess we'll get to probably who did good, who did bad in the award show. So I just wanted to read you guys some of these Amazing hot takes, um, just kind of for your entertainment that I have seen uh, since the finale.
2: Are you trying so, to get our like unfiltered reactions to these? <laughs>
1: exactly, that's All what right. I'm hoping for. So the first one comes from our buddy Doctor Helmet Marco, oh. and he said. That Mercedes are unworthy losers, that it's unworthy of the world championship final that the decision, you know, the appeals and everything would be delayed like that. But that speaks in favor of an attitude that I would say is an unworthy unworthy loser if you lodge such, such objections and protests. We broke their seven year dominance with a young guy and a young, motivated team. It's disgusting what they did after the race to protest when it was clear it would not work. This is a very bad loser for me. We don't care. We are the moral winner, whether it comes one way or the other. <laughs> we will reconsider our involvement in Formula One if the appeal does not go in our favor, though. If that does not have the corresponding effects on future championships. The whole system needs to be reconsidered. Constancy is part of it. Decisions cannot even be interpreted that way and once interpreted that way. So I, the only reason I read all of that is because it was so
2: much nonsense. God, Dr. Marco must have been on the hash that day. Good lord.
0: I, he, I wish everybody could see my face for the amount of disgust I have right now because uh, just go just, just
1: for everyone that uh, dislikes Christian Horner, like why don't you just look at
0: Dr. Marco?
2: Yeah, he I, has to probably say half the shit he says just so that Marco doesn't fire him one day. It's like you're not being outrageous enough.
0: What if he gets fed like Quotes from Marco, and he's like, "This is what I need you to say." But Helmet, this is crazy. I know.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. The moral I mean, with winners. him, I think it's, I think it's really. He barely believes it. Is the weird thing, like some people you can tell in F one, say stuff just for the shock value, right? But this is a guy who <laughs> it's just kind of delusional.
0: Yeah, he needs. He needs to. He needs to go away. Like, can we? Can we ban? Like. Can we ban him from him and Joss Verstappen from ever being interviewed again?
1: Yeah, seriously. Not a, not a fan of Yas based on his uh, background either. So I, I don't like to see him happy, but, you know, Max is a separate person. What's next? Uh, okay, so the next one is from our other best friend, Bernie Ecclestone. Oh, who, God. Keep in mind, guys, is 91 years old and is still, you know, has nothing to do with Formula One anymore, right? But is still is trying to stir the pot. So his perspective about Mercedes is that their claim about being robbed is complete and utter nonsense. If you want to think about it carefully, on the first lap of the race, Hamilton went off the circuit and came back on again, and Verstappen stayed on the circuit and did absolutely nothing wrong. Lewis wasn't punished at all for this, so he shouldn't be complaining too much. These things happen all the time in sports. We shouldn't blame the race director. He did exactly what the right thing
2: was to do. Could you believe that the 2005 U.S. Grand Prix ever happened under his watch?
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I think
2: there's quite the false equivalency of the first lap overtake to the entirety of the world championship. But that's neither here nor there.
0: Yeah, I have uh, Bernie Ecclestone. He can be added to the uh, can we never interview him again list.
1: Here's Please. actually he he continued on to say he thinks an appeal would be the worst thing they could do, which I wonder why, because his concern is about the, you know, overall look of the sport. He said it would look like they're bad losers. Maybe he and Helmet Marco were chatting. Um, and then he goes on to say it was very level. Two guys racing each other and one was quicker than the other one. It's a lot of nonsense.
2: One guy led 51 laps. The other led one.
1: Yeah, there seems to be an interesting, I don't know. It seems like Ecclestone used to be a Lewis supporter, but in recent years, he's come out and said some pretty kind of questionable and pretty much racist things about Lewis. Uh, And you can go back in the news and look that up if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, but uh, I'm just confused as to why we still kind of ask him what he thinks about the sport at this point. I agree. All right. So this one I like a lot more, and it's from our actual buddy, Eddie Jordan. Okay. Hi, Eddie. British. (laughs) Yeah, I hope you're listening, Eddie Jordan. Yeah, EJ, we love you. So he said, you can't deny that Verstappen had the right to the championship. However, on the other side, I think Hamilton has opened the door. He's allowed someone as aggressive and arrogant as Verstappen to upset him and steal the title from him. I think Lewis has been too nice for too long, and I think he needs to harden himself up again. For me, it's his body language. Listen to the way he spoke afterwards. He was so sporting. All of Britain can be so proud of what he's doing, but nice guys don't win titles, and he's become a nice guy. He's the best driver I've ever seen, and I've seen some really top drivers in my time. So for me to say that, I'm really putting him on a pedestal.
2: I will say, you know, obviously Hamilton is on, I don't know what, 40-lap 40 old, 40 old hard tires and Verstappen's is on brand-new softs. I, I would say that I thought his defense on that last lap could have been better. I thought, you know, even though Verstappen was a good bit behind him going into the turn before the long straight, he should have still been taking away that inside line no matter what, even if he didn't think Max was going to try it. Just because it's Max, he's going to try to full send it. And then once he's behind him, I think like he's toast for the rest of the lap. I mean, he had two more chances to get past him, and then once he couldn't do that, he was done. Uh, but yeah, I thought he could have definitely been more aggressive on the defense there. But again, it's circumstantial because his tires were shot, and he was probably having to overcome, you know, just the cluster of what's going on. And you know, I'm seriously having to race one lap for the championship. Like this is insane. So he had to deal with that too. But I, I just think he could have taken that inside line away better when Max did pass him.
0: Yeah, I've I've seen that online a, a, a fair amount. I I agree, and again, it's hard to say whether he had the tires to even defend the inside line, but just looking at it from pure defense perspective, I wish he did, but then again, he almost had him back there, kind of out of that back straight, I think. So eh, I don't have an issue with it, with the comments, but it's probably hard to switch your brain on for one lap in Formula One when that's just something you've never done before. Even Lewis has never done before. Do you think that his comments relate back to this
1: speculation that Lewis is like not committed anymore, is going to retire? What, what are your thoughts on that
2: thing?
0: No, no, that's I, I don't buy that for a second. Yeah, me
2: neither. I don't either, but I will be curious to see if Mercedes is fighting in the cellar next year, if he's has a change of opinion about Mercedes or his future in the sport.
0: I, I think his time is, I, I think at some point in the next couple of years, he might step down because you know, he's got a lot of social awareness causes that he is working amazingly on. And I think he might want to focus on them and, and divert some of his energy that way as he approaches you know, 40 years old or so. So I I think the window of Lewis Hamilton is probably ending, but I don't think he's going to go out like this. I think he's going to come back next year, especially if they either don't appeal or the appeal gets denied in whatever way, because that's not a way I would want to end my career. Yeah. I don't think somebody
1: who's come this far and gotten this close to basically having an eighth title and being the record holder for the most titles ever is going to (laughs) leave before he has that title.
0: Yeah, I agree there. Do we have anything
2: else?
1: No, that's all the news that I have besides uh that Alonso is going back to the hospital this winter. If you guys remember when he fell off his bike or got hit by a car on the bike before last season. Oh yeah. And like broke his jaw. He has to go get a bunch of plates and stuff removed from his jaw this winter. So he said that's his winter destiny, oddly enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, and that's that's he's... how exciting
1: the off season's going to be, you guys. We're going to talk about Fernando Alonso's uh
0: jaw surgery in detail oh all right well we'll be here have to a live it. stream for you yeah we're gonna we're gonna live stream from the hospital and we're gonna talk as screws get removed and anyway we'll leave it at that guys thank you very much for listening and following along all f1 season frenchie and i'll do an award show matthew thanks for hanging out and bringing the predictions with you and everybody have a lovely weekend